fourth episode of the High School Basketball Happenings podcast, a podcast that candidly discusses all the hot topics taking place in the high school basketball world. We're your co-hosts, Zane Motani and Paul Biancardi. Today is March 24th. Key happenings in the high school basketball world uh, have been focused on the impact of the coronavirus. Many states like North Carolina and California didn't get to complete their high school state championship games because of concerns uh, around group gatherings and the impact of the virus. Um, the first session of shoe circuit events like the EYBL and the Under Armour Association have been canceled, as have Geico Nationals, the Jordan Brand Classic, and the McDonald's All-American Games. Uh, first and foremost, we hope that everyone listening to this podcast remains safe, educated, and vigilant. Uh, to suggest that this time that we are living through is anything other or is anything like any other time that we've lived through before uh, is probably a, a gross understatement. But just because there isn't any high school basketball taking place right now doesn't mean that we can't talk about what has us excited uh, for when high school basketball does resume. So a few weeks ago, Paul and I talked about who we thought were the top fill-in-the-blanks uh, in the nation for the class of 2020. And today we'll do something similar for the class of 2021. Uh, the categories we discussed were who we thought were the best shooter, the best dunker, the player that we trust to make the right play in crunch time, which player plays the hardest, and which player doesn't get as much national recognition as much national recognition as he should. And today we're going to add a sixth category of who we think the most exciting player to watch in the class of 2021 is. Paul, you ready to get to it? Let's do it. All right, let's start with shooter. Paul, who do you think the best shooter in the class of 2021 is? Well, for me, that's pretty simple, Zane. Uh, Patrick Baldwin, to me, has the best jump shot in all of high school basketball not just in the class of 2021. He's been a great shooter for a long time. He's 6'9". He's got maybe the best shot mechanics and shot preparation that I've seen in a long time. His ability to move without the ball, uh, to get open, he understands that space is his best friend. And he's accurate from deep, uh, very self-confident. And, and he's a guy in many ways that reminds me of Clay Thompson, because of his size and his shot-making ability. Uh, so for me, it's pretty simple. Patrick Baldwin, uh, the best shooter in the class of 2021. All right. I'm going to go outside of the ranked players. I'm going to go with Trey Benham, who is a guard for Concord, Concord First Assembly, uh, which is a private school just up the road from us here in Charlotte. Uh, he has an offer from the University of North Florida, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, he led his team to a private school state championship. He's as good of a shooter as I've seen in 2021. Always makes a concerted effort to square his body. Doesn't need a lot of space. Can catch and shoot, but then can also shoot off the dribble. Um, is one of the most complete shooters that I've seen and uh, would fully expect his recruiting to really go to the next level uh, based on what happens with uh, summer ball this year. Uh, let's go to the 
category of best dunker. So the class of 2021 was loaded with elite dunkers. We talked about Jalen Green, Greg Brown Jr. But for 2021, I'm going to go with Jonathan Kaminga. I think he is the quintessential combination of smoothness and power when it comes to dunking the dunking the basketball. Uh, who do you think is the best dunker, Paul? Well, I'll tell you what. Kaminga is certainly one of the best because when he comes at you, he's like a freight train. He's hard to stop. And when he gets close to the rim, he'll punch it on you. But for me, the guy who's the best dunker in in 2021, I I love Michael Foster from Hillcrest Prep. He's big, he's strong, he's powerful, much like Jonathan Kaminga. And not only can he be impressive with his dunk game in the open floor, uh, but he started to dunk the ball this year as a as a junior just dunking over defenders i mean he'll catch it drop step and just and just punch it on you uh his ability to drive baseline and finish on the other side of the rim his dunks have been impressive in many ways they've been powerful and and spectacular when nobody's around uh but they've been just as impressive when guys are trying to stop him and he'll go through a, a crowd or in traffic and finish strong so for me mike michael foster is, is really the best dunker in the class of 2021. I watched Michael Foster at Hoop Hall Classic, and although Hillcrest Prep lost that game, his ability to make contested jumpers and particularly contested fadeaways was, I can't remember the last time that I saw a high school underclassman making shots that had that degree of difficulty. Let's go to the next category, which is who is the player that you trust to make the right play in crunch time? When we talked about this for the class of 2020, both of us said Kate Cunningham. Uh, who do you trust most to make the right play in the class of 2021, Paul? Well, because, Zane, it's, it's really early in the game. Uh, 20, I'm going to get a little bit. Uh, I'm going to give myself a, a mulligan here and pick two guys. I know you can't pick two for one choice, but. I put a lot of thought into this category. And for me, when you talk about trust and, and right decision at crunch time, you're not looking at the best player in the game. You're not looking at the most talented player in the game. You're looking at that player that you trust the most uh, when the game is on the line. And, and two guys really stand out for me. And one is Kennedy Chandler, uh, the point guard for Briar Crest. And he led Mocan elite to the PGM championship. Uh, the steady, solid, quick fast point guard he, he makes decisions in a moment's notice he is a decision maker by heart uh not so much of a risk taker which i like yes he can score the ball but he's a guy who can find the right guy at the right moment and uh deliver the pass and or if he needs to score the ball he, he's not afraid to do that so kennedy chandler uh, in my mind i'd give him the ball and trust him with my team but somebody who's really, really a great decision maker and somebody that I really trust in the game is uh, Harrison Ingram. And he sits inside uh, the, the top 20 in the class of 2021, as does Kennedy Chandler. Harrison Ingram, a young man out of Texas, St. Mark's High School. He plays for Marcus Smart in the summertime. You know, he's a 6'6", versatile forward. He can play in with his back to the basket or facing the basket. He plays with the ball in his hands. He can play off the ball. He's a guy that I trust that 
makes the right decision to help his team, whether it's score the ball or make the assist. Uh, I trust him very much at crunch time. I trust him all game long. And for a guy who's a small forward, uh, he's got great IQ. He reacts well. He reads well. And he's a guy I really trust. So I'm going to say Kennedy Chandler, Harrison Ingram for the guys that I trust the most at crunch time. This may be a topic for a separate podcast, but I can't remember someone shooting up the rankings uh, the way that Kennedy Chandler has uh, over the last year to his five-star uh, five star status but, now? Well, I'll give you one quick name is Colin Sexton. Uh, when you think about it, Colin Sexton, when he came up, he wasn't really on the radar until this rising senior year going, you know, the springtime, the April period really got him going in May when scouts were out all the time. I mean, he went from nowhere into the, the ESPN 60, then, then into the ESPN 100. He jumped up to number 10. Uh, Colin Sexton's guy made a name for himself quickly in the game, and Kennedy Chandler as well. So I'm going to go maybe outside of the point guard position. I'm going to go with Trevor Keels, uh, who's more of a shooting wow. guard, played for yeah. Paul the Sixth. Uh, Paul the Sixth had a really tough schedule this year. They played, you know, Gonzaga, DeMatha, um, and they had a handful of really big wins over notable opponents. And Keels always seemed to rise to the occasion. He's probably a little bit overshadowed uh, by senior guard Jeremy Roach. Uh, but Keels, I still have this indelible memory of his performance against IMG earlier in the year. And this is when folks probably thought IMG was a top five team in the nation. And he just made consistent big play after big play, big shot after big shot toward the end of the game uh, to really create separation between Paul the six and, uh, and IMG. So I'm going to go with uh, Trevor Keels, who's also in your top, uh, who's also in the top uh, 60. Yeah. And he can really shoot a two kills. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go with which player plays the hardest. Who do you have in the class of 2021, Paul? Well, great question, Zane. Um, I had a look a little bit deep for this because a lot of guys play hard, but I'm trying to find that guy who plays hard every, every game, every possession. And not a lot of guys that I see that can do that all the time consistently that kind of live up to my expectations. But the one guy I've been impressed with uh, this year is Musa Diabate, uh, the big six ten forward plays at IMG Academy from France. You know, he's played on the French uh, underclassmen team. He's a guy who really understands the idea of competing, plays with good energy and effort, both ends of the floor. Uh, He's active and alert defensively. He runs the floor with, with really good effort. And offensively, he pounds the glass. He can score from just about anywhere, capable shooter inside the three point line, really good in the paint. And he's a guy to me that just plays with a constant motor. So I'm going to go with Musa Diabate from IMG. I remember watching Musa at Hoop Hall and after, when uh, IMG was playing Montverd, and Montverd had opened up the game and was up by double digits. Um, and, you know, you could sort of get the feeling that, yes, Montverd was going to pull away and win by 15 in that ballpark. But Musa was one who consistently played hard all the way until uh, the final whistle, whistle for, uh, for IMG. 
I'm going to go with Jaden Hardy. So Jaden is one of the top-ranked players in the class of 2021. Uh, over the summer, he played with Vegas Elite. and Vegas Elite had a lot of star power headlined by Josh Christopher. But I've always just appreciated how hard he has uh, how hard he's played, how consistent he is, um, how he maintains a consistent demeanor. And I think with that skill set that he has, where he is athletic, he can shoot the ball. Um, if he plays as hard as he does, I think it's going to allow him to have a, a leg up over other folks that are equally as skilled, but maybe don't push themselves the way that Jaden does. Yeah, Jaden, number five right now in the ESPN uh, 60, the class of 2021, a big time player. All right. We've got two more categories. Uh, the next category is which player in the class of 2021 is perhaps the most under the radar player. So I'm going to go with William Breidenbach. Uh, he is ranked uh, in number 29 in the class of 2021. Um, but over the summer with Team Why Not, he was maybe overshadowed a bit by Jalen Green. And this year he played with Modern Day and Devin Askew is uh, is the star of that team. But every time you watch him play, he always seems to make the right play. He doesn't mind doing the unglamorous work. Uh, is a really solid pick-and-roll uh, player. He can pick and roll to the basket. He can also pick and pop and step out to the three-point line and hit a jump shot. Um, and what I appreciate most about him is, although he's a 6'9", power forward center i saw him take more charges in aau ball and high school ball um, or just end up on the ground more often than uh than most other big men uh what about you paul who do you think is perhaps the most under the the radar player well there's a guy from south carolina that's really talented and i think as he continues to work on his game is going to really shoot up the rankings and that's bryce mcgowan's he's the younger brother of trey mcgowan's who played at Pittsburgh this year and now is on the transfer portal. Bryce McGowan's is 6'5", really athletic, and has a, a tremendous feel for the game uh, for a young guy. We also had him at the Jay Billis camp, and I had a chance to really hone in on him for a couple of days and watch how talented he was. And um, I think he's a guy that's unassuming by nature, and I think that as he gets older, stronger, and, and more aggressive with his game, he'll certainly move up in the rankings if, if those things happen. But it's hard to be under the radar and ranked. But when I look at our rankings right now, Bryce McGowan's is the guy to me who's under the radar. Got it. Uh, final category, Paul, is which player in the class of 2021 is most exciting to watch? So this is something we did not do uh, for the class of 2020. Uh, who do you think is the most exciting player in the class of 2021? I'm going to go with the tallest guy, and that's Chet Holmgren. Uh, I mean, I just love everything about Chet. Uh, he's moved up to number two in the class because he plays uh, with an um, and he plays hard and he, he, he cares about his game. He's a good teammate, but he's so exciting because when he handles the ball and shoots it, you, you're surprised every time as a seven footer, uh, when he gets close to the basket, you know, he has some spectacular and exciting dunks and what he does best is block shots. I mean, he had a game against Sierra Canyon that I called that had 10 blocks. I mean, this guy gets me excited no matter what he does on the court. Cause he's a seven footer who I think is about between 175 and, and 185 pounds. So when you look at him, 
you don't expect him to do the things that he does. And uh, he excites me and he excites the crowd. So Big Chet gets my exciting award. Paul, is there a player, just given Chet plays uh, for Minihana Academy, maybe not necessarily the most well-known school, um, they got on the radar a little bit this year with Jalen Suggs and finished in the ESPN top 20. Uh, but he also didn't play on EYBL last summer. So he may not be as well known, even though he is a top five player. Can you give listeners a, a sense of who are some other players in the last five to 10 years that Chet Holmgren reminds you of? The The comparison that I've seen the most is Chet Holmgren, some Chet Holmgren to Kristaps Porzingis yeah. uh, just because of his ability to step out, uh, block shots, and also shoot it from you know, 15, 20 feet plus. Uh, are there any other players that he reminds you of? No, I was going to say Kristaps uh, Porzingis. When you look at his mobility and his skill and his coordination, I mean, if you want to go way back, uh, somebody who's a little bit taller that had a good face-up game. And, and a shot block game was with Sean Bradley. You go way back. Uh, but, you know, that those are the type of guys he reminds me of. Extremely long, extremely skilled, big-time shot blocker. And, and he's got a good IQ for the game. What he doesn't accomplish, it's just because of strength, lack of strength and stamina. He could be real special in the game. Got it. All right, for, for this category, I am going to – go with two answers as well. Um, I think it's a really close one between Deshaun Ruffin and Zion Harmon. Uh, Both are diminutive point guards who can score, but can also pass the ball. And when they pass the ball, they pass in a flashy way. I think I give the slight edge to Ruffin. Um, At EYBL last year, he had some moments in which he seemed absolutely unstoppable. His team, which was a Mebo team hood, they didn't do as well as Zion's Boo Williams elite team did. But Ruffin averaged 26 points per game in EYBL. He shot a respectable 37% from three. Uh, There was one game, I believe it was in Dallas, where he had 51 in a game, and it was just absolutely unstoppable. And he's no taller than you know, 5'9", five, 5'10", five, at the absolute most, but just really flashy, really fun to watch. But I think I would give an honorable mention to Zion Harmon. And just a couple of minutes ago, Zion actually committed to Western Kentucky uh, to play for Rick Stansberry. Um, Zion's been on the national scene for, for a couple of years. Uh, what, what type of player is Western Kentucky getting in Zion Harmon? Well, he's a point guard that can really change his speed so well. He gets you off balance. He can play fast, and then he can pull it out and play slow. And he gets by you with it with the change of speed that's really uncommon with a lot of guards. A lot of young players play so fast all the time, or they don't play fast enough. Uh, Zion has a mature game for a young kid. And he can shoot the ball from the outside. He beats you with craftiness, and he can find the open man. Uh, that's a heck of a pickup for Rick Stansberry in Western Kentucky. Right now in the class of 2021, could reclassify up uh, to 2020. So looks like you went with the small little point guard types, and I went with the big guy in Chet Holmgren, who plays for Team Sizzle on the uh, Under Armour circuit. And you went with the small guys for the most exciting. So we couldn't have been more opposite, Zane, on this one. <laughs> and, and just to close out the loop on Zion, his final five schools were uh, interesting. That was a hodgepodge of schools Western Kentucky, Kansas, Seton Hall, Maryland, Murray State. 
did his decision to go to Western Kentucky uh, surprise you? I can't recollect the last sort of big name top recruit like Zion that has uh, that did commit to Western Kentucky. Well, think about it, Charles Bassey. I mean, he was he was a oh, big. Charles Bassey, that's right. Yep. He was wanted by every major school in the country, and uh, I believe Rick Stansberry hired his uh, summer coach, and that that was the connection that helped him get Bassey. Uh, Zion, obviously, a in-state player um, that can you know that Western Kentucky uh, got a chance to recruit early and and did a great job. And um, now Rick Stansberry is one of the best recruiters in college basketball. He did it at Mississippi State for a long time, and he's doing it at Western Kentucky. And he found a connection and worked it. And uh, hopefully for Western Kentucky that he reclassifies to 2020 because you'd want Zion Harmon on your campus as soon as possible. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of the High School Basketball Happenings Podcast. You can subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform. If you have any topics of interest, that you'd like for us to discuss in our next episode, please tweet us at Paul Biancardi at Zane Motani.